This is the Do It Scared podcast with Ruth Sukup, episode number 98. On today's Get Ruth's Coaching episode, we're chatting with EBA student Christy Valenti, founder of Ready-Made Travel Plans, about how to push past procrastination and why you might need to change your business model midstream. Welcome to the Do It Scared podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and each week on the show, we will talk about how to face your fears, overcome obstacles, and most importantly, how to take action and create a life you love. episode is brought to you by Elite Blog Academy, our comprehensive program for starting and growing a successful, profitable, and sustainable online business. The doors for Elite Blog Academy only open to the public once a year and will be opening very soon. To make sure you don't miss your opportunity to enroll this year, be sure to join our waiting list at EliteBlogAcademy.com. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. As always, my name is Ruth Sukup, and in today's Get Ruth Coaching episode, we're chatting with Christy Valenti, the founder of Ready-Made Travel Plans, a website dedicated to providing busy people who love to travel but don't have time to plan ready-to-use travel itineraries for taking amazing trips all over North America. Sounds pretty awesome, right? It is. And Christy is a freelance writer whose biggest passion is travel, not surprisingly, but whose superpower is planning amazing vacations that take you a little off the beaten path. I love that. Now she just needs to figure out how she can turn that passion into a paying job. Right now, she wants badly to turn her side hustle into her full-time focus, but she's terrified of falling flat on her face. I'm sure you can probably relate. We're going to dive in with Christy in just a sec. But before we do, just a quick reminder that you can grab all the show notes for this episode along with all the links to everything we're going to talk about by visiting doitscared.com slash episode 98. Once again, that's doitscared.com slash episode 98. Also, if you too have a blog or an online business or you are thinking about starting one, be sure to grab your free copy of my best-selling book, How to Blog for Profit Without Selling Your Soul. You guys, it has been completely updated for 2020, and my goal is to get it in as many people's hands as possible, which is why for a limited time, I am giving it away for free. All you have to do is pay the shipping, To grab it, just go to EliteBlogAcademy.com slash book. And by the way, if you're wondering if you can get it on Amazon, you can, but you're going to pay a lot more there. So get it for free. All you do is pay shipping at EliteBlogAcademy.com slash book. All right. So without further ado, let's dig in with Christy. Hey, Christy. Welcome to the show. Are you ready to get roofed? Yes, I am. Bring it. Awesome. Are you nervous? Um, yes, I am nervous. Um, <laughs> this is really exciting. I was like teary and I got instant butterflies when I found out I was going to be on the Get Roots podcast. So I'm feeling all that again. Well, good, good. I will try not to be too scary. I'm pretty nice most of the time, but we might have to push a little bit. Okay. Well, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) So tell me, what are you, what are you most looking to get help with? Like, where are you at right now? What are you struggling with? And what do you want to get out of this session? So, um, I am really scared because I feel like I have all my eggs in this basket. I have a website called ready-made travel plans and I create vacation plans for women who love going on trips but hate planning them. And um, this is my second blog that I've had. And I sold my other one just for, you know, hardly anything over the summer because I realized it wasn't um, my passion anymore. And then I started this one um, right after I sold that one. And I'm a planner. And basically, this is 
what I see for myself in the future is being a travel writer, travel blogger, and kind of building an empire from there. Like I want to be the Rick Steves of U.S. destinations, basically. Um, so I think it's kind of scary for me to not really see any other options besides this. This is what I want. Um, and so I am, you know, kind of like a procrastinator, um, perfectionist, like a thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, it wasn't a thousand percent. It was like 89%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah which yeah. is still pretty high <laughs> yeah yeah so it feels pretty scary um and I'm trying to push myself to just put one foot in front of the other and just make it happen okay so there's a lot of stuff I want to unpack some of what you said in there because it's actually like really exciting to me that you have this very clear vision for what you want and that is, congratulate yourself for that because that's a really big deal. A lot of people don't have, like have not honed in on this is the thing that I want to do. This is my big goal. This is my big dream is to be, what did you say? The Rick Steves of the domestic travel. Right. Yeah. So I'm not into the travel market, but I'm assuming that that's a really big name. So I'll take your <laughs> word for that. I may have heard of it, but I'm not, I'm not totally sure. So, but that's awesome. Like it doesn't matter whether or not I've heard of the person that you're like, that you're kind of seeing as this vision because it's your, it's your dream and it's your goal. And the fact that you have one is really, really cool. And the other thing that's really cool about that is the fact that you, it's, terrifying to you. Like, you know, you have landed on a really, really good big goal when you feel that like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. And it almost like takes your breath away. Like it's so, it's so exciting to you and yet so terrifying at the same time. And it sounds like that's kind of where you're at right now with it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not afraid of the writing part. I'm actually a professional travel writer and um, I'm a freelance, I'm a full-time freelance writer. So the writing part doesn't scare me. Um, but when it's something that I want so bad, like the thought of failure is really scary. It's almost less scary to not even try it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so um, what would failure look like to you? Um, failure would be not being able to make at least a full-time income, um, with ready-made travel plans and then having to, you know, either supplement that with like what I'm currently doing, which is freelancing for other publications. Um, or I mean, the ultimate failure would be going back to the corporate world and, um, having to do like marketing communications again. Okay. But you're already making a full-time living as a travel freelance writer, right? Right. So I'm a freelance writer and I write travel, parenting, and health content for publications and content agencies. Um, so yeah, so kind of how, like just for some background, I got into this because when I had a two-year-old and a six-month-old, I started a mommy blog and um, I had always loved writing. I was like the editor of my college newspaper. Um, and then that kind of gained steam. And at the point where it had about 30,000 um, users per month, I stopped working on it because um, I had started pitching publications and I got my first article published by Parenting Magazine. And then from there, I built up the courage to pitch like other top magazines. And they were paying a lot at the time, like a dollar a word. Um, and I only had so much time. I had my full-time job, these little ones, and then I was blogging and freelancing. So the blog fell to the wayside, um, and as my freelance career grew, I was eventually able to ditch the corporate job too. So, um, so yeah, that's what I currently do is I freelance. Okay, so that's amazing because that is a huge asset that you have right there. Uh, this fact that you, the fact that you've already established all these connections with major magazines, you're already writing in the travel industry world. Like you already, I'm assuming you already have great connections with different editors for travel magazines and that's huge. So how are you using those connections that you've made to help grow your business? Um, so some of those connections have just in the last year, a little bit died off because like some of my major publications, 
either the editors changed or they went out of publication. So like I used to do all the travel features for Red Book Magazine, um, which were quarterly, but then Red Book Magazine went out of print last ah. January. So, um, I, so I'm at that point, I was at that point where like, do I try to start new relationships and be pitching again? Or do I invest more of the time into the blog? And frankly, I would, I wanted to do the blog because I have more freedom and to grow and to write what I want to write about and whatnot. But, um, but I have, I did do a guest post on Family Vacation Critic, which is a TripAdvisor website. Um, and that was paid, but they gave me a nice bio with a link to my blog. Um, I did it for Chow Bambino, which is another travel website with a link back to the blog. So I am trying to like slowly reach out and do some guest um, posts at places that will let me link back to the blog. Yeah, that sounds like a really good strategy. Have you have you um, looked into Susie more stuff yes. at all? Yeah, you yes. could, so, she's been on the podcast a couple of times. I love her. Every time she's on anything that you do, whether it's our EVA group on Facebook or on this podcast, she is fantastic. So I signed up for her five minutes to famous course. Oh, good, good. Yes, I'm just kind of just starting to get rolling on that. Oh, awesome. Because I think that will be a huge, like huge for, for you to use because you've already got so many of the skills and so many of the, even if some of the contacts have changed, like you know the process. I think the hardest part of her strategy is the whole pitching thing because people get so nervous about that. You've already mastered that, which is a, an amazing talent and amazing gift that you already have that you can use to grow. So that's really exciting. So I love that. I think you should definitely pursue that. Use that because that's one of the, the biggest tools that you have in your toolbox. Like anytime you're thinking about growing your business, and this goes for anyone who's listening, any business that you're trying to start or trying to work on, um, everybody has, everybody has different strengths. Everybody has different talents. We all have different tools in our toolbox, but when you can take a step back or even talk to somebody else and go, okay, well, what are the things that I'm really good at? Or what are the things I already know how to do that I can start to use as an asset to help grow my business? Like then you're already like 10 steps ahead of, of where anybody else is going to be for that. So that's one piece that I think you should really, really pour into is using using your already pretty formidable freelance writing skills that you've already gained, that you've already done, that you already have a lot of experience in and use that now to start to build your platform and build your business. So let's talk specifically about your business because I'm guessing that you're maybe not being as strategic or ha historically haven't been as strategic as you could be about using those bylines and using those links to start to grow your platform, right? You're just sending people straight to your blog. Uh, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So tell me a little bit about like where are you at right now with traffic and, and all of those things. How's, how's it going? This is pretty, pretty new, a pretty new website that you've started, right? Right. So like I'm in the newborn stage of okay. for sure. <laughs> uh, I think I like got the domain in like May or June of last year. Um, so I have like 17 pieces of content, um, but what I've been kind of trying to do was a Jennifer Maker model where I am trying to write a lot of my trip um, posts as kind of the why you would want to go to a destination. And then I'm creating a freebie that's the actual itinerary that has all the details that you need that you can just book it and go. You don't have to research restaurants and hotels and activities. Um, as a way to get people to opt into my email list. So I have 17 articles, eight itinerary freebies. Um, and like up until now, I've had like 150 users per month, which is, you know, like no one's coming to the site except right. for like my few friends on Facebook. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you and then somebody else on another computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, and just recently I got a big spike though. So like in the last 30 days, I've had about 1200 visitors come and now I'm starting to see like a little bump in traffic every day, like getting close Ooh. to a hundred visitors per day. And, um, I think that was really kind of driven. 
I started emailing all the destinations and the businesses that I've included in my blog post and just saying, hey, I, you know, I included you in this. I'd really love if you'd share it on social or even on your own blog. Um, and I think one of them did because all of a sudden I started getting like a ton of traffic from Facebook. So that's smart. Very smart. I love that idea. And that's a, that's a really, really great idea for, for promotion, like on an ongoing basis, especially if you're recommending different things. I mean, everybody yeah. wants to get a recommendation. So if you can have that on there, like maybe even sending them little, uh, a little, I've been featured things that they can put on their website that have a little logo for your website where it makes it feel, feel kind of like a special thing. Like, Hey, yeah. just wanted to let you know, I gave you a shout out in this blog post. Here's a little badge. If you want to put it on your website with a link to the article, you can do that here. I mean, that would be kind of a big thing for people. And of course not everyone's going to do it, but some people will. And if you give them the ready-made, um, assets to use on social media and stuff too. Uh, that's a, <laughs> make it as easy as possible for them and have that be part of your process. That would be a great way to get traffic. How else are you driving traffic to your site right now? Basically. So I have one of my problems is I have a problem with like focus <laughs> and I get kind of squirrely, right? So I have been trying to put my blinders on and just be like, it's content, content, content right now. But I think I'm at the point where I might need to, I mean, you can let me know, transition over to promotion. All I've been doing is, you know, just posting on my personal Facebook, my personal or not my personal, but the blogs, Pinterest board. Um, and then and then now just recently emailing like the businesses and destinations that they've been on it. But I, other than that, I've been trying to use, devote my time to building content. Okay. So yes, content is good. But if you have already have content on your site, if you have, you have, you said you have 17 posts now up on right. your site. So, I mean, you're kind of, you're kind of in the range where you're probably focused on the right thing. I would say like when you get to 20 posts, then you're, you're going to need to continue to keep creating content right now because that's just, it's, you're going to want more stuff. People are going to want to come and see that there's more stuff there. You travel is pretty broad. So you want to have lots of different options for people to choose from. That's going to need to happen. But as, well, as soon as you get to 20 posts, I would love to see you um, focusing more on promoting things. You said your previous blog before you had grew that to what was it? 30,000 views. So yeah. what did you do specifically to grow that site? Well, I started that in 2010 and at the time, like commenting was a big factor that helped boost SEO. Um, and so I joined with like three other mom bloggers that I, we just loved each other's writing. And then we would promote each other's content to our our friends basically in our audiences and we would generate a lot of comments on the blog posts. Um, I got ranked on the first page of Google for like meal ideas for toddlers where I had kind of a bulleted list for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the time. And then I also had a pin go viral that was on a topic of, it was controversial at the time of why you shouldn't find out your baby's gender when everybody was finding out their baby's gender. Yeah. Um, so I think those were like the major things. Okay. So really good strategies there. You were using SEO, which is huge. You were collaborating with other bloggers, which is still a big thing for driving traffic. So all of those things, I mean, it sounds like what you're doing now with collaborating with different businesses and having them and having them share your stuff. Great strategy. Pinterest is huge for travel, right? P really huge for travel. So getting more stuff on Pinterest, I think would be really, really helpful for you. Pinterest is different than it was uh, five years ago or when it first started or how many years ago has it been? Seven years ago when it first started. And so now it's much more um, a visual search engine than it is um, kind of a social media sharing platform. It used to be just everything showed up in chronological order. So the more you pinned, the better it was. It's not quite the same that way. It's really about optimizing for search results on Pinterest because people are searching for certain things. So you want to make sure that you're optimizing your images for search results, but you also want to make sure that you are optimizing your posts for search results. And so one of the things I'm thinking for you as a, as travel, people are generally looking for specific help when they're 
when they're about to travel to a destination, right? I mean, there's definitely like, think about what the, the great thing about your sp specific niche travel is that it is highly searched. It is, people are searching for stuff all the time about travel and travel tips, travel itinerary. I mean, I love the, the fact that you have ready to go travel plans that feels like the answer to every one of my prayers. So I would want to have lots of different options to choose from, which is why you're going, you are going to need more content and more stuff to choose from. Um, but I would say like, are, how much keyword research are you actually doing, um, before you're writing your posts about what type of trips people are searching for? Um, so I have a list of like uh, editorial list of story ideas based on my own travels. Um, and then I will go to like, not keyword finder, but um, Uber suggest, and I will look at, you know, different ways people might be searching for that destination and try to gear my title more to include a primary search term. But um, I haven't been doing like a lot of what we call roundups where it's like, 10 best beach resorts or, you know, 20, you know, bucket list trips. Um, that's a lot of what I did for the travel publications. And to be honest, I did not want to do a lot of that for ready-made travel plans because A, most of those are just researched. The travel writer hasn't been there. And B, I felt like, I don't know about you, but as a working mom, with not a lot of time. Like I dream about vacation. I don't need help with inspiration. I need help with <laughs> actually just going, you know, and not having to like be the, or I'm imagining for me, it's fun to plan, but for a lot of my friends, it's not fun to have to research and plan. They, that's why all inclusives and cruises are popular. So I wanted to be able to like really give details of a trip and package it so that moms, working moms can just go and have a good time. Um, but what is really popular, it seems like online on Pinterest are those roundups. And that's why media publications do so many of them. Yes. So that should tell you something. Oh, yeah. So as you're talking, I'm, I want to, I want to ask a different question because I think it leads into everything that we're talking about right now. But my question is, what are your plans for monetization for your business? So my primary plan, once I built up my traffic, was affiliate income because I do have so many recommendations, like for um, accommodations, um, tours, like there's a, a tour provider that I like a whole lot. Um, so first, uh, affiliate income, products-wise, like... I am a little lost like there. I'm not to that point, obviously, but I do think about it. I'm a planner. I bought my wedding dress before I was even engaged. So. <laughs> um, True procrastinator. Got to do yeah. everything as far in advance as possible and then <laughs> tweaking up until the last minute. <laughs> yes, totally. Um, so, so I don't know. I, I haven't thought beyond affiliate income. Okay. Well, let's think about this beyond affiliate income, because I think this part of this is going to be a change in strategy for you that I'd like to see. So here are my thoughts about that. I actually, I, before we met, I went on your site and I looked at your um, resource library that you have your travel plan, your travel itineraries are amazing. They're exactly what a busy mom like me would be, would like kill for. I would, in fact, they're what I would pay for. In fact, <laughs> I'll tell you this right now. I just hired, I travel so much. I just hired a new assistant to who is completely in charge of my travel now and who I specifically said, I also need you to help plan my family stuff because my husband wants to go on these trips, but he does not want to plan them. He leaves that all to me and I don't have time for it. So please just do the research. He, we want to go on this Road, fall road trip to the Northeast this fall during my kids fall break. And I'm already feeling overwhelmed. It's nine months away and I'm feeling overwhelmed about the thought of planning it. And so I hired a new, I hi, actually hired a person just to do that thing for me. 
So yeah. if you, and I am, I know I'm not the only person, the only busy mom who works or has other stuff going on and who, who wants to do fun stuff and plan fun stuff and does not have the time for that kind of thing. So it's an amazing, it is something that people will pay for. You need to stop giving it away for free. That is what I, that is my biggest piece of advice for you right now. I, you have these amazing travel plans that you are giving away for free and then telling me, you know, I really don't know what I would do for a product. And I'm <laughs> listening to you talk and I'm thinking, what? You already have the product. You've already created the product. And I mean, you can expand it. You can make it a little bit bigger. You could, you could, there's a lot of stuff you could do. And so your blog post becomes kind of a promotion for basically here, take this itinerary and go with it. Like you have all these ready built in, in products for this kind of thing. And then you're doing the roundup posts that are driving more traffic because that's what people are searching for. And those roundup posts are then putting people to these, you know, the, whatever these different posts are that are selling the itinerary and you're selling the itinerary as you go. I think that, that is a much more viable, um, business model than, and it, not that you can't also like use affiliate links and all your stuff, you still can absolutely do that. So that becomes a secondary income stream, but your main, you, if you're thinking about wanting to do this as a full-time business, I think this is a mistake that so many bloggers make. You're looking at your blog as your business. Your blog is not your business. Your blog is your marketing tool for your business. Your business is whatever you are selling. And if you're not, if you're not thinking from the beginning about what you're going to sell, then you got a real big problem with your business because you have not, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. You like to travel and you like to write about it and you know how to write about it. You have skills that you're using, but right now you don't have a business. Your business is something very different than your blog. Your blog is your marketing tool for your business. So how can we use all these, this amazing content that you're putting out there that you're so good at that you're creating these amazing trips that you're creating, that there is an actual felt need for this product. How can we make this into the, the thing that it needs to be, which is the marketing tool to get people to buy those plants? Okay. That is, that is excellent. I like to know that I already developed some products kind of, but, but so then my question to you, the only thing I'm worried about is then how do I get people to my email list? Like right now, those are, that's what I'm using. Like what else would I use? Well, you don't need to use that. Like give a cheat sheet of travel tips or something or a cheat sheet of, um, travel, a travel checklist, travel packing checklist, or a travel planning checklist, or all sorts of, there's all sorts of easy little quick things that you, anything that, I mean, you're clearly, your travel plans are amazing. Anything that you're spending hours and hours of time creating, which is what, why I think you only have 17 posts, because these <laughs> take a lot of time to create, right? I mean, I know how yeah. much time it takes to create a travel itinerary, those are going to take a lot of time. So those things should be paid products. People should be paying for you for your time. And something that's a freebie should be something that you can put together in a couple of hours, make it cute, make it something that is easily downloadable. And you don't even need to have a lot of different ones. You could have one or two signature ones to start that are on your site that are on there all the time. But your goal, you're, and you're going to have a, little, a slightly different business model than a lot of um, blogs out there because the point of every single post is going to be to drive people to actually purchase the plan for that product. And so, or to have, or to drive a lot of traffic through these roundup posts that will then drive people to the individual thing that they're interested in. And so, but there's always a path for monetization there. Does that make I sense? I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so exciting. Yeah. I love it. And then you could even do bundles of like multiple different itineraries you could do, or you could have your whole library. I think I would do your library as an upsell. Actually, I would do what I would do is if somebody buys one travel itinerary, then your upsell on that is, do you want access to the vault of all of my travel plans? And it's like, you know, $97 and you have access to all of these things for, for, ever or for a year or whatever you decide to do it. Or you could do it as a membership option too. Like there's lots of different 
things that you could do attached to that. But I think that you are selling yourself short if you're putting all of this time and energy and expertise because you are an actual travel writer. So that it, that gives you expertise too. And you should have all of those logos up on your website as featured in and all of those things, because that's a huge, that's a huge deal that gives that lens immediate credibility right away. Okay. Like put it up on my homepage where it's like mm -hmm. about, okay. Yeah. That was one of my questions. Cause my girlfriend was saying that too. Like you should, you should stress this more than you're doing now. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, that's, it makes me a little teary. Cause I'm like, that's fantastic. Because one of my challenges is like getting it, pumping enough content out because the articles that I'm writing, the blog posts are like usually close to 2000 words. Cause I'm really diving into what's so great about this destination. And I want to offer a little value. If you want to DIY it yourself, you'd be able to read my article, but then you'd have to go do your own research to really put together a plan. Um, and then my itineraries are usually two to 3000 words because I'm like mapping everything out. And so I'm like, how do I write, you know, I always hear you say, you know, do three blog posts a week. And I'm like, I'm at one, like, and yeah. feeling like really proud of myself because I have the blog posts and the itinerary. Yeah. Yeah. So your next step then is to, is to start doing the roundups. Those are going to be quicker wins for you. So look at the posts that you have so far and do, do a few roundups, do a few things where you can start driving more traffic. You, you want to be doing the promotions definitely. So not every post that you're putting up there needs to be this big, long, amazing thing. Um, but the thing that you need to do next is to go back to all of these different posts that you have and actually create, turn your itineraries into products and to, to, like turn them into mini sales pages. Each of these blog posts need to be mini sales pages for the itinerary so that when people do land on those, they are then purchasing those itineraries, hopefully right away. And then you're offering the upsell of the of, um, access to the vault. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. So, but like my blog post right now, I do a really like at the top and the bottom, um, just a little two sentences that's linked to my sign up form for the itinerary. Yeah. So are you saying that I should rework those blog posts to be different than what they currently are? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am saying that you don't want to give away all the information in the blog post anymore because you want to give the full information away in your itineraries. So you might want to make your, you know, I really like the why, like I think what you said, the why of why you should go to a certain place. So make, continue to make your blog post the why of why this is so amazing, how this is, how, how this is going to impact you, how you're going to love it. Like all of those things, the like, play on the emotions of needing to get away, needing, needing this type of vacation. This is going to serve all of these things. If you want my ready-made travel itinerary for this thing, grab it here, grab it here, grab it here, grab it here. There's buttons throughout the post. People are grabbing it. Like they click on that and then it's an option to get, to get the plan. And, and I, I mean, I would test out the pricing on that to see where you're at, I would say probably I would start at like maybe $19 for, for an itinerary, which to me seems way cheaper than hiring a travel agent to say, and you can even show examples of what the travel plan is going to, the travel itinerary is going to look like, um, so that people can actually get a feel for what your travel itineraries look like and how detailed they are. And that is going to show them what restaurants to eat at and all of the different things to do. Um, you could have, I mean, and then the roundups uh, you can do the family friendly ones, the great things for couples, the best road trips to take. I mean, there's so many different things that you could have. And those are sort of the traffic generators that are helping drive traffic and also really good for SEO because think of what people are searching. How do I plan a road trip? You could also start writing more, more posts that, that way that are more helping that what are the things that people who are busy, 
like busy moms would be searching for besides just a ready-made plan for such and such vacation, right? They're going to be searching for what are the things to do? That's what I would be searching for. What are mm. the things to do in New England? Or what are the things to do in Boston if we're going there? So you need to be creating um, blog posts then that are going to specifically fit in with whatever people are searching for and then drive to those type of things. So those roundups are also very easy to optimize for SEO. Okay. Okay. I like it all. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's a little <laughs> overwhelming too, but it's great. I mean, I'm excited about having something that I can monetize. I mean, the only, cause before this, my only idea was like, oh, maybe I could do like a video course that's like five days to plan your dream vacation and have it be like two minute videos with like a 15 minute task that the, the, um, working mom is my target audience could do and have five days and have a vacation planned. You think that might be like, maybe I should turn something like that into a freebie? Maybe. I think that would be a really good freebie, but any freebie that you want, you want to create, I think also you want to show why, like have it be, have it be a pre freebie for you, for your travel plans, right? So have it be how, how to make your, how to make your travel stress-free or whatever it is. And so one of your tips is to grab these ready-made travel plans. So you don't even have to deal with all of the other stuff. And I mean, down the line, there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of premium offers that you could put in here too. I mean, I'm thinking premium offer would be somebody reaches out to you and says, Hey, I would, I really want to go here and do this trip. Like for instance, I really want to go do a fall road trip to new England. You don't have that as a travel plan. So you create a specific itinerary for me, but the caveat of that is that you're allowed to resell that to other people. So you're, you're creating it custom for somebody, but then you're, you own that content. So then you can make that as another one of your plans. You're kind of double dipping on, on what you're doing. Yeah. I like that. And I have friends who ask me for help. Like, you know, I'm going to go do a road trip in Utah, which they've heard me like talk about all the time. You know, what do you think about stopping here and there? And so I'll help put something together. Or I just put up a post today that's about a Sonoma road trip because I went to college there and then I had friends who went back there last year for a wine tasting. I'm like, oh, please, you have to do more than wine tasting. So I put together a whole route for them to go on. And now I turn that into a blog post. But yeah, that's a great idea. I love that. So, I mean, the other thing that I probably would change about your site then is to Right now it's very bloggy and I would love to see you have more of a static homepage that is a little bit more of a sales page type thing of, of talking about why, why you would need ready-made uh, travel plans, what the benefit of having somebody else do it for you, wouldn't you want to, you know, almost make it more of a sales page for your products, just kind of a generic one. And then you can have it linked to certain to certain ones or certain trips, like let's start planning, let's start planning the trip of your dreams. And then you link to some of your most popular ones okay. or just your favorite ones for now, since you don't have a lot of traffic, probably don't know which ones are most popular yet. Right. And so that's another like a uh, question is like, so I want to kind of like super fast track my blog, like everybody, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, how do I get the, like, what would you say, Christy, focus on this as the key driver for traffic right now? Because like I said, I can tend to get squirrely and it can be like, okay, SEO. Okay. Wait, no, I need to learn about Pinterest. Okay. You know, so yeah. Tell me, tell you, Christy, tell you the steps. Focus on this. Christy, here's what to focus on. Let's <laughs> talk about it. Let's talk about your steps. So the first thing you need to do is turn your, your freebies into products. So going through all of those, and that's going to take a fair amount of work. You have 17. So thank goodness you only have 17 posts because it would be, you'd be in a world of hurt if you had already done like 150 of them. You'd be, yeah. you'd be sweating. 17 is totally doable. You can do this. You've already got them created. So you need to figure out how you're going to deliver them as products. You need to update your different posts and put and turn them into sort of mini sales pages. So you, at that shouldn't require too much adjusting and you'll probably want to continue tweaking as you go and, and paying attention to which ones, uh, which ones convert better, which, why they convert better and all of that stuff. I mean, 
blogging and owning, owning an online business is basically an exercise in test, 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 test. You put something out there, see how it works. It's kind of the procrastinator's nightmare actually, because you're, you're constantly just trying things and you don't, you're throwing the spaghetti against the wall. You don't know if it's going to stick and you have to fail a lot of times in order to figure out what's going to work. But luckily these are like small failures. It's not, this isn't a huge deal. So step one is turning the freebies into products, updating blog posts to be, you know, more of sales pages for those itineraries. And you were talking about like being a procrastinator's worst nightmare when you have to test all these things and the small failures. And that kind of brings me to a point of, do you have any tips for like how not to get hung up on wanting to do it perfect? For example, like, yes, I was creating Pinterest board names. Okay. And my husband came to bed. I have a laptop in bed and I'm asking him like, I don't know if I should name this board this or this, and I'm talking through like how I'm agonizing about it. And he's like, Christy, how long have you been thinking about this? <laughs> and I'm like, I've been thinking about it for like 30 minutes. And I went onto Facebook groups to ask what I should do. <laughs> oh, Christy, you gotta fail fast. Okay. Oh. You gotta just fail fast. You just, sometimes you just gotta do it. So one of the best things that you could do as a procrastinator is set a, set the timer and just say, I am going to give myself five minutes to come up with this and then I'm going for it. And if it doesn't work, I can always change it later. The great thing about the internet is that everything is editable. So if you do need to change something later, which you probably will, you'll probably have to change lots of things later. You're my goal is to just get you up and running with these paid products as fast as possible so you can start seeing what's working and what's not working. Because if you agonize over it for months and months, all you're doing is, is preventing all of those months and months of testing that could have been happening. So look at it as you're in beta. You're just figuring it out. It's all a test. You don't know what's going to work. You don't know what's not going to work. But the only way that you're going to figure out what is going to work is to figure out what doesn't work. And the only way to do that is to get something out there. It doesn't even matter what it is. We're just going to get it out there and try and go, oh, that worked. Oh, that did not work. So let's try something else. Let's do more of what works and less of what doesn't work. That is business in a nutshell, that is all you need to know about how to be successful. And the more you can do that and keep doing that and keep doing that and keep doing that, the better off you're going to be. So fail fast. Okay. Okay. Just fail fast. Just make decisions and be like, I'm going to fail fast. Ruth says fail fast. So I'm failing fast. Okay. <laughs> I will keep it in my mind. I'll put it on my letter board. Okay. Good. <laughs> good. So yes, I want you to go into all those all of those blog posts that you have, start with the start with the one that's getting the most traffic and go down from there and turn those into paid products, turn them into mini little sales pages and start selling these itineraries that you're creating. And, but then you also need more traffic. That is definitely, that definitely needs to happen. So starting then as far as content is concerned, Starting to research what is going to be, what is the content that's going to be searched for? What is the content that's going to get me more traffic faster? So like those roundup, there's, like you said, there's a reason that those are so popular because they're popular. People like them, people search for them, people click on them on Pinterest. So that's going to help them drive to these other ones that you have. When you do the roundups, you're not doing roundups that are linking to other sites. Christy, you're only doing roundups of your own posts. Does that like, let's be really clear about that. So you're not doing a roundup of the top 10 hotels in the Caribbean because that you don't have links to those 10 hotels on your website. You have, <laughs> you're linking to the top three family road trips that you can take this year or something like that. So whatever you do have, figure out what you can make roundups of on, on your own website. We clear on that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, because I haven't, I don't have like a huge well to draw from, but like yeah. I was thinking I might do like, you know, the five most underrated beach destinations for families. And out of the five, I have one that I am going to do a post on, which is um, Gulf Shores in Alabama, but I don't link the other ones, but I could link that one to the specific post, but the four or five yes. other destinations, I might not have posts for. You might not have them yet, right? Yes. You might not yes. have them yet, but if you find that that particular roundup is super popular, then you better believe those are the next posts that you're going to start creating are the ones for those ones. So it's a good way to guide your content also. Does that make sense? Yeah, 
Absolutely. So you, you're right. You can just link to the one that you have the, the actual road trip for or the itinerary for, and the other ones can be future itineraries. Okay. Um, oh, and so a quick question. So about yeah. that. So I am still freelancing and then I'm also trying to do this guest blogging that'll link back ideally pays me and links back to my website. Um, but so this makes me think that I should not be trying to sell any of these roundups that I should only be using them for my blog or like if I'm selling travel content or guest blogging elsewhere, should I just have it focus on like travel tips, things that I don't make money from and do you know what I mean? Like the one travel tip that'll make or break your family vacation. Wait, so you're, you are, a, you have a travel site offering these travel itineraries and people are paying you to write travel content in which you could be linking to your site as part of your tips. Um, so, so like I'm just, try, just trying to make sure that I'm clear here. Wait. Okay. So like for family <laughs> vacation critic, I wrote like the eight places in the U S that you can see the Northern lights. And then at the end I have the bio and it links back to readymadetravelplans.com. Okay. That's an awesome post. Um, but I'm guessing you probably don't, you don't have any posts about road trips to see the Northern Lights or you have one about Canada. Can you see the Northern Lights from there? Did you link to your itinerary there? No, no. I don't know if they would allow me to link. Like, I don't know if those publications would allow me to link to like destination content in, I don't know. (laughs) You're looking at me like, Christy, you're crazy. Well, I have a, I have a motto. Do you, have you ever heard it before? It's called rules are for suckers. Uh And (laughs) yes, I've heard that one. Yes. Um, but honestly, I don't think, I mean, if it's like gratuitously linking every other word, but if it genuinely fits within the content of the post, say you do, these are the five best family road trips you can take in North America and you have itineraries for one or two of them link to that in there and, and say like, here's a ready-made itinerary. And I don't think that that is because it's value added to the actual content, as long as it feels value added, which something like that is actually hugely value added. You're, you're giving people, here's like, here's how to have this. And you should start pitching content that is specifically about, um, how to make traveling easier and how to make it less stressful and all of these different things that you could that then lead in. If you're already doing all the freelance writing and you already are very engrossed in that world. So that's what I mean by that is one of the tools in your toolbox that you need to start using, not just to drive page views because you don't want page views. You want to drive people directly to your products. So if you can figure out how to do, how to do supplementary posts about the specific things you already have an itinerary for, that's, those are the, those are the articles that you should be pitching. And then you can send people straight into the associated itinerary. Okay. To purchase that. Does that make sense? And then it, even in your byline, you can say, Hey, if you want a ready, ready-made itinerary, my favorite places to go here, grab it here. Or, or you could offer your freebie in your byline too, which is, you know, my great travel tips plus you'll get weekly travel tips, um, and, and great destination suggestions or something, something like that. And so people sign up for that. And one of the things that Susie has told me about, about that strategy is that, uh, cause she uses that amazingly well, but what she loves about it is because she's writing for these big national publications, the fact that she's writing for these big publications automatically brings a huge amount of credibility to everything that she says. So when somebody clicks to opt into her list, they are pre-primed and already, already warmed up. They already believe in the weight of her authority. So if they opt in for the freebie and then they, she offers a tripwire or an upsell after a paid upsell, which is definitely something that you should be doing. Um, then they are pre-primed to be interested in that and to be, and to convert at a higher rate because they, she already has all this authority built up. Does that make sense? Yes. So it can be really, really beneficial, but that's when I, what I was talking about at the in the beginning is, is being very strategic about what you're linking to in that byline and linking, having people, instead of just linking to your website, have people opt in for your freebie and then offering a trip, a tripwire on the back end of that. And that will automatically start helping to generate more revenue also, and get them on your list so that they become your people from then on. 
Yes, so that's awesome advice. Because later today I was going to pitch parents.com and I was going to do like one tip that'll make or break your family vacations. And then now I'll have to create a freebie that I can link in the bio that their audience would like. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you don't, and it doesn't necessarily have to be something new that you're creating every time, but it sounds like you do need something new because all of your freebies right now are the itineraries. Right. So I feel like you have a pretty good long list of things to do, which I will recap. <laughs> okay, good. For you. Um, but how do you feel about this change in strategy? I'm really excited. I'm a little worried, like, am I going to get enough traffic or how am I going to get enough traffic that people will actually come and buy these things? But I'm excited to have like these ready-made products. So <laughs> that's fun. Well, the great news, the great news about having the ready-made products and having something to sell right off the bat is that now you can afford to start to work on paid traffic too. So I think you have some great strategies between Susie's strategy of guest posting is an amazing traffic generating strategy, focusing more on SEO and more on Pinterest search and creating roundups and things that are going to be more highly searchable. Those are all really great strategies. And I think if you are consistent with the way that you're implementing all three of those things, it's going to start to quickly generate more momentum for you and generate more organic traffic. But if you want to grow even faster, you can also start promoting Say, say you come up with a great lead magnet that is not one of your travel plans. It's something else, some sort of travel tip, something, obviously something travel related. Um, you start promoting that freebie on Facebook as a paid Facebook ad. And then on the back end, you have your, like I said, your tripwire, for, which is maybe your, a related, a related travel itinerary or something like that. If, if you have something that's related to your freebie. I mean, I didn't see any Disney tips on there. I don't know if you do anything like that or theme parks or, or national parks, whatever it is. So maybe you have a freebie that's the top five national parks that nobody knows about. And that becomes your lead magnet. And then your upsell becomes your most popular um, itinerary for one of those parks or three of those parks or something like that. I, I, I'm just making this up as I go along. And then you have another upsell to that one, which is access my entire vault of travel itineraries. And you could run Facebook ads to that and probably run that profitably and start growing your list even faster. I love it. I love it. It's so helpful to have, um, a path, like you're making a road trip for me for my business, right? And here are the stops <laughs> along the way. Like this is, you're going to do this first, then that, and then that. Yeah. And it's, it's so helpful. That's amazing. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm excited to check back with you, Christy, because I think this has huge potential and we didn't talk too much about, about the um, homepage, but that is one thing that I would love to see you again, kind of make that more of a sales page for your actual itineraries and why people would want them. So having this static sales page and then they can find out about different destinations. Sound good? Sounds good. You're going to be busy. I know. (laughs) It's good though. I'm excited. All right. Thank you, Christy. Thanks so much, Ruth. Okay, so Christy's website, Ready-Made Travel Plans, is still in its beginning stages, but she already has a lot of things going for her. First of all, she has an amazing talent for researching and planning really cool trips and vacations, not to mention a huge passion for it. It fires her up like nothing else. The funny thing is, so often, I think we tend to take for granted our own superpowers and assume that the things that come easy to us come easy to everyone, but that's not true. So now Christy just needs to harness the power of that superpower in her business. That's her superpower. That's her product. She needs to figure out a way to harness that superpower and turn it into a paid product. The second thing that Christy has going for her is that she's already made a lot of connections. And as a freelance writer, she's already got a ton of experience in that area, which is a huge asset. So she needs to be able to use that. She can start leveraging that asset to draw on her connections, to draw on her experience, to start to drive more traffic, more leads, and more sales. 
That said, Christy does need a better business strategy. She has made the all-too-common mistake of thinking that her blog is her business instead of one of the assets of her business. But the truth is that Christy's blog is just the marketing tool that she will use to generate leads. She needs to be using it to drive traffic, yes, but there has to be an ultimate goal for that traffic. A blog is not a business. Your business is what you sell. If you're not selling something, then you don't have a business. You have a hobby. Remember that. So just to recap, these were the three biggest action steps that we identified she needs to take right now. First, Christy needs to turn her amazing itineraries into paid products. So far, she has been giving away these incredible resources for free, which, guys, is just silly. Because they are incredibly high-value, well-researched plans that people, especially busy people who are her avatar, will be more than happy to pay for. And this will mean turning her related blog posts, which explain the why behind the trips, into mini sales pages that push people to her itineraries. Down the line, she might want to get a little fancier with the way that she promotes these, but for now, she just needs to make the switch as fast as possible. Get them out there and start noticing what works and what doesn't. Luckily, she's only got 17 of these created so far, so hopefully she can do this pretty fast. I would also love to see her create an upsell on the back end of her product that offers access maybe to a bundle or even to her entire vault of itineraries. It's always great to have products at a higher price point, and that would be a really good one and a really easy sell. Okay, so number two, the next thing that she needs to do is grow her traffic and her email list. I am not a believer in chasing page views, but right now, Christy isn't even getting much traffic at all. So that is going to need to come up. We talked about a few ways she can easily start growing her traffic, including creating content that is more search-friendly on both Pinterest and Google, things like roundups and travel tips that will help lead people to her itineraries, as well as continuing to reach out to the businesses that she actually promotes in her posts and itineraries, and perhaps even sending them some sort of I've been featured badge that they can place on their website and social media. Businesses will be glad to share that they've been featured somewhere amazing, and that will hopefully help drive some traffic to her her site as well. So it's kind of a win-win. At the same time, she's also going to need to create some sort of new, more general lead magnet to replace her travel itineraries, preferably something super helpful and easy that will have wide appeal. And then obviously she needs to create some sort of tripwire on the back end, which would also help pay for paid traffic through advertising. And then finally, I would love to see her update her homepage to be more of a static sales page for her ready-made travel plans rather than a blog promoting her blog posts. Everything she does should be leading people to those plans and making people want them. As we also discussed, Christy needs to focus on taking action and failing fast. As a procrastinator, she tends to overthink everything. So the sooner she can make decisions and get things out there, the sooner she can figure out what's working and what's not working and what she'll have to change. Remember, it's the internet. Everything is editable. So we don't need to be worried that we can't change something later. You know what? I am excited for Christy to make this shift in strategy, and I truly can't wait to see where the next few months will take her in her business now that she has a roadmap of her own to follow. We will definitely be checking in with her in a few months to see how things are going. In the meantime, don't forget that if you would like to get all the show notes for this episode, along with all the links to everything we just talked about, you can find it all at doitscared.com slash episode 98. Once again, get all the show notes and links on our website at doitscared.com slash episode 98. And then remember, if you are thinking about starting a blog or if you have a blog and you just need more direction, be sure to grab my a free copy of my best-selling book, How to Blog for Profit Without Selling Your Soul. This is a real physical book, guys. I will ship it to your door All you have to do is pay shipping. So go to EliteBlogAcademy.com slash book. And then before we go, I just want to say, as always, that I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions about what we talked about today, any questions you'd like to see me answer on the Quick Wins episode, 
or any guests you would like to see interviewed on the Do It Scared podcast, please feel free to reach out either via email at ruth at ruthsukup.com or by messaging me on Instagram. And that about does it for this episode of the Do It Scared with Ruth Sukup podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, I would love it if you would post a review on iTunes. Please do that. And then while you're there, be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. And speaking of upcoming episodes, you guys, be sure to join me next week for an episode that is seriously unlike any I have ever done before. My business bestie and accountability partner, Edie Wadsworth, is back. You might remember her from episode 10. But this time, she is back for an off-the-cuff chat about all things, well, basically all the things, especially a lot of business and marketing, everything from the state of book publishing in 2020 to what lead magnets perform the best to what you should actually be focusing on in your business. And you get to be a fly on the wall to an actual conversation. And it's a pretty lively one at that. So I will catch you then.